Morning Campers! Yeah. Welcome to Cam Good Boy Podcast. Episode 96. Wow. Shout out to the Atlanta Olympics. <laughs> oh, was that where there was that bombing? Yeah. Oh, wow. Where Richard Jewell stepped in and saved everybody? Yeah. Did you? I, I kind of liked that movie. It was like shitty, <laughs> but his performance was just kind of amazing. I just love the 90s nostalgia. Well, I didn't realize how funny it would be watching like a dumbass get accused of terrorism. <laughs> Do you remember that story, Aliki? I remember it, but vaguely. Like, I was doing other stuff at the time. Yeah. So I just remember, like, there was this, the, the Olympics were going on, and then there was a bombing, and then they found this guy that was, like, a total loser. Yeah. That, like, had no motivation and, or anything to do any bombing at all. No, totally. And But then, but it was like, he didn't make it easy on them, because when they w- went to his apartment, it was like a, like a gun arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> he had, like, 15, like, machine and guns. And he was obsessed with cops. Yeah. So that didn't make it any better. He was like trying to act like I'm one of you guys, and they're like, "And no, you're not." Yeah, and he lived with his mom. Yeah, right. Like he had it was still in jail today. Did he die? Oh, he he died. Well, he but Richard Jewell got he got off because he didn't do it, and it was some other dude that basically like hardly knew you. Like he you you didn't you didn't hear anything about that dude. Yeah, it's really. That's true. Yeah. And then that movie made it out like like John Hamm has this like big moment at the end where he's like. I still think you did it. It's like, what, what message? He didn't do it. Yeah. Come on, Clint Eastwood. Like, what are you trying to tell us with this movie? Yeah. That, oh, oh, maybe he did do it. We're supposed to walk away thinking this guy maybe. He didn't do it. Right. John Hamm is just, did, he's not a great actor. Say that again. What year did this happen? 96. Mm-hmm. And the movie. Yeah, I was kind of busy in 96. Yeah, what, what was going on in 96? <laughs> you were in LA my in 96. Dad, my dad passed away. Brain oh. cancer, so it was like really brutal year for me. Yeah, it, it seems like you probably didn't have a lot of time to pay attention to <laughs> Homeland terror cases at the at the Olympics, probably. Yeah, I wasn't into it yet. Yeah, I wasn't into it. Oh man, that's too bad. Um, yeah. yeah, what was going on in LA in '96? What was like the what was the vibe in LA in '96? Um, wasn't that the same year? Wasn't that no? Princess Diana died like a little after that, right? Yeah, that was '97, I think. So things were pretty quiet. Um, you know, it was like the riots and the earthquake, big earthquake happened, and then everything was kind of quiet and boring. Yeah. 96 um, is a pretty, aside, is, aside from the, that's the only thing I can think of is the Atlanta Olympics. It's a fairly empty year. Yeah. Yeah. The 90s were kind of weird. Yeah, they, they were. Well, but every time, like, I turned on the TV about L.A., it was like O.J., riots. Like, right. It was, it's the L.A., at the, it seemed like the most terrifying place in the world, and, um... I guess, I don't know, it kind of is. It, it's totally terrifying. <laughs> it's beyond ter- It still is. I mean, yeah. I walked out, actually, you know what reminded me of 1990? Actually, it reminded me of, like, when you see pictures of L.A. in, like, the 80s. Was that aired this morning? From oh, all my the fireworks. God. Yeah. I thought I was in Calcutta. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it I was, checked my weather app today, and it's like, it's like this weird green-gray color, and it's it says just, unhealthy air. It's really gross. Well, all it's that, disgusting. I'm on the sixth floor, and all that fire, because there was, like, I mean, it was, like, uh... Well, I was about to say it was like Baghdad last night, but then I saw that you're not supposed to say that because the social justice warriors are saying, you know, there's many other um, cities and countries that are war-torn, not just Baghdad. But um, Now we're standing up for Iraq? <laughs> yeah, I know, that's right? That's where it's at? No, that's, how, that's how toxic, that's how toxic uh, oh, God. C- cancel culture has gotten. You can't even, <laughs> when, yeah, you, you, Baghdad, uh, talking about like comparing fireworks in your city to Baghdad has been canceled. But anyways. I will um, continue to do that. Yeah, I, uh, 
it was like Baghdad last night. And uh, the I woke up at like three in the morning and there was like that dust. The firework mm-hmm. dust was like in my, I, I thought I was in a dream. And then when I took Molly out this morning at nine, it was still there. Yeah. It was gross. And it's still, the air is still like crazy. It's, it's pretty nice. The air in LA is disgusting. Yeah. We were having a nice moment though that first month of COVID. Right. It was a dream. It was, it was so, so clear. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. The but, 90s were full of crime, too. Uh, full of crime. Yeah, in L.A., the crime was really bad. Like, when I first moved to my current apartment that I still live in now, um, people were getting carjacked down the street. Like, people were um, carjacking people, like, outside of clubs and stuff. And, like, just just senseless crime. Yeah, carjacking was, uh, it's that was, like, sort of, like, my quicksand. Like, it was this thing that I thought was going to be a much bigger problem. When you moved to L.A.? When I moved out here, and it, and it kind of wasn't. But, hey, I, I'm optimistic that it's kind of going to be coming back. Wait, but someone because, broke into your car. Yeah, I, I, I've had my car broken into now uh, a couple times. But uh, the, I think, I mean, crime, we, we hey, let's not... Let's not call turn on the towel just yet on LA. Like I think crime's going to be coming back in a big way. Uh, yeah, I don't I know if it ever was stolen twice, and the second time it was stolen, they put it at the tow yard next to OJ's Bronco. Oh wow! Uh, in, in the nineties, <laughs> did you get a picture with it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Wait, so before camera phones. So that was so you got your car. Uh, it got broken into. Oh, wait, so say it again. It was at the it got same. Stolen twice. It got stolen twice. I was um working in large by Larchmont mm-hmm. and I went out to leave work and my car was just gone and someone had come and stolen it. It was a Honda Prelude and it was like the most stolen car of the time. And they found it one time and it was like they started dismantling it and they got it back. But then the second time it got stolen, it was completely like trashed and they towed it and put it next to OJ's car. Because <laughs> what was OJ's car doing? I guess also who OJ's owns that now? It was, it, it was impounded there after the chase. Oh, got it. For some reason, I thought that went to like an auction and someone has it. AC? <laughs> yeah, right. Mark Furman wanted it. <laughs> yeah. If you just see, if you just saw Furman <laughs> driving like down Larchmont in the white OJ Bronco, that would be a total LA see, moment. That? Somebody's got that. Somebody's got that Bronco. I remember a couple years ago, yeah. like, it was auctioned. Someone does. It's probably some like. Bitcoin, like millionaires, <laughs> right. like weird car collection, and it's like keep the bloodstains. Yeah. Don't wash this thing. So when, when OJ was doing the thing, the drive, you know, like when Al Cowlings was driving OJ up the 405 freeway, mm-hmm. me and my friend Dan were watching the NBA finals. Yeah, and they cut into the finals and started showing the chase. So. Dan had to take something back to Nordstrom at like Westside Pavilion, so we decided to just take the thing back because we couldn't watch the finals anymore. And we started driving down Sunset, and all these news vans were like ahead of us, and they were all racing. And every time there was a red light, they'd make a right-hand turn and flip a U-turn, and then make another right and keep going. And we we got into this like chase, and we got to the 405, and they the, the police were there, and they stopped us, and we were the first car. And all these helicopters started coming, and all this noise, and then right at, like before you know it, OJ and Al Cowling got off the freeway right in front of us. Whoa. And, like, we're on all of the um, documentaries and stuff. You can see Dan. He was in a a band, so he had this white van, like this old van, you know, to to haul around all the band gear. And you can see us in all the videos. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my God! I'm gonna start. Wait, I'm gonna start watching you, and then I'm literally gonna become that DiCaprio meme. Wait, are you in the that? So there's that like six part OJ documentary. Have you actually like watched those documentaries and like paused it and been like, there we are? Yes, I found the footage over of the overhead footage 
advantage of when he's getting off the 405, and you can definitely see this white <laughs> van. Oh my That's god! Great. I'm just picturing this like little pixelated Aliki. <laughs> like I can't see us inside of it because it's overhead. But like I just remember that moment and seeing Al Cowling's. He was like, you know, it was like he was right there. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And people were standing on the street, and as soon as he got off the freeway, they started running and chasing, and everybody had signs. Like I don't know how everybody just came out with these signs all of a sudden so fast. It was weird. Whoa! But George Soros. Yeah. <laughs> never, un- never underestimate people's ability to make signs quickly. Yeah, I guess. but it's like, I, does ever do people just have poster boards on hand? Like, well, no, <laughs> yeah. I guess you can just like. <laughs> right, right. Do, actually, when I, when you come to think of it, I mean, it's not like the well thought out, like nicely painted signs from like the women's march and the BLM marches. Like, they're kind of janky. Like yeah. they're like yeah, it's they're just like, like a shoebox cover, and it's like yeah, yeah save much. OJ free. Yeah. yeah, they yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. Man, every time I watch that car, because there's a great documentary about that. Uh, that car chase was happening on the same day that the Rangers had their Stanley Cup parade. The World Cup was going on in LA, and the Knicks were in the playoffs. Like all of these sport things were happening on one day, mm-hmm. and all anybody could worry about was this car chase. But I'm always trying to find where OJ is in the back seat of that car. Like, you can't really see it. Yeah. You can't see him. I'm By like, the where way, is he? What do you think? Like, what, yeah, so he's like ducked down in the back. He's like, in the way back. At any point. I couldn't see him either. He was ducked down. I could only see the driver. What do you think they were talking about? Like, oh, I'm sure were, it was so weird. Was it like, was it all just panic or were they like, man, AC, remember that time we were in uh, Tampa? That may be. The, yeah. Like, I mean, what, I mean, were they going down I, the list like he thought it was the end? Because I, I, like I think he had a revolver. Like crazy, like screaming, like, I don't know. I'm going to end it all now. And the guy yeah. was you know, probably like, no, calm down, man. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get you a great defense like, team. Yeah, right. Marsha Clark brought up a great point. She's like, anytime you watch an L.A. car chase, those cops never let those guys. Like they're always trying to like kind of knock them. And oh yeah, end they it. do the side. Uh, and this one was just like tell the cops to back off, and the cops are like, okay, okay. yeah. Well, was, I, I mean, was, Juice was like, I mean, he was like a religious figure, not just to L.A. to everybody. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, this is the, I'm not breaking any new ground on the <laughs> on OJ's mystique, <laughs> like why he was able to. But I mean, even still, like you know, even after he was on the uh, those radio shows. And that the the hostess was like, I know I shouldn't love you, but I just can't help it. I love you, OJ. I don't. Maybe I didn't grow up in that era. I just don't. I st- I, st- I see a creep show. Yeah, there's something off about that guy. I didn't think he was very charismatic. Yeah, I don't either. A lot of people did. Yeah. It's, it's weird. He's a great football player, but when you see him on interviews, I'm, I mean, I love him in the Naked Gun. He's hilarious, but like. When I when you really think about it, it's like, yeah, this guy, there's something off about with this guy. But if you think about it, we live in such a saturated world of uh, of social media, and you get so much, you get so much more insight into somebody now. You could really cultivate your image back then, and and you could like totally. secure it and, mm-hmm. and create it. Yeah, right. it was all. It was all this mystique. Although, I mean, when I was a kid, I also I didn't think he did it because he was like really funny on this one like NFL pregame yeah, show. Yeah, he's so, funny on Naked Gun. So, so maybe, <laughs> yeah. I guess as a kid, I thought he was funny, but now when I when you go back now, knowing you know, knowing what I know now, it's like ah, yeah, there was something yeah. off with this guy. And then I loved those. Uh, there was like a meme because OJ when COVID was shutting things down, uh, OJ's like, if they shut down golf courses, I'm gonna lose it. And and the meme was like, y'all, we need to keep golf courses open. <laughs> <laughs> how crazy are we talking? Yeah, yeah how crazy are we yeah, talking? Yeah, OJ, that was my introduction kind of to Los Angeles. I was like, wow, what is this mm-hmm. LA? What is it? What is Brentwood? What, yeah. is this area? what is this area? Like, wow. his house looks awesome. And every time I'm on the 10, every time I'm on the 405, 
I feel like I'm like, oh, this is where it happened. And, and anytime I'm in, I'm in Brentwood, the first thing I always think about is OJ. I actually, I'll drive, I'll take a ride onto Rockingham off Sunset mm-hmm. and be like, oh, this is where it all went down. It's yeah. like one of, one of my favorite, like, L.A. sites. No, it's I mean. It's just it, like, a, it's kind of exhilarating. But, uh, Leaky, you grew up in L.A. Can you imagine living anywhere else? I cannot imagine living anywhere else. I love the weather here so much. Like, I'm addicted to it. Yeah. No, I, I mean. I, I've met people from, like, Detroit and stuff, and they told me about snow and how they have to, like, heat their car up in advance. And I was like, that just doesn't compute. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, because we grew up in, nor- in northern New York, and, yeah, you would have to wake up at, like, 6, and everyone had to start their cars. So, yeah. like, literally every home, you got two cars in the garage, they're on, my car outside is on, all these cars are on, no one's in them, it's just to warm them up. It's well, like, this yeah. is no way to go through life. No, that, but then, like, when I would, like, because I had never really met L.A. kids until I went away to school, and so when I, because I had the same thing, like, I was like, whoa, the riots, and it's, like, N.W.A. and, like, uh, all these <laughs> punk bands and, like, it, and all these murders and all these, like, yes. oh, you know, all this crazy shit. So I just thought L.A. kids were, like, the coolest kids ever. But then, like, I meet the L.A. kids and they're like, yeah, it's that, Dad. Uh, yeah, right, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I don't know, man. I gotta, I'm going to have to go there for myself. And you're like, soon. wow, people, uh, everybody says rad here. It's, it's true. Yeah. It's such a big place. Like, you just get so much, you know? Yeah. No, totally. But then, like, my introduction to L.A. was also the... David Lee Roth, California Girls video, mm-hmm. and uh, oh just like God. just movies that you'd see that took that like like summer school like we talked about was with Zara like the outdoor the schools with the out that are outdoors and like the lockers are outside. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, California, Fletch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I heard you talking about outside lockers, and I can't even comprehend inside lockers. That shocked me so much. <laughs> yeah, right. I <laughs> hate that I didn't have outside lockers. Outside lockers. What's that? Oh, I hate that I had inside lockers. Yeah. The outdoor locker, those high schools looked awesome. Yeah. No, totally. Outside lockers. And then it was always like there were so many great places to skateboard. Like, yeah. if you wanted a fun place to skateboard, you had to, like, go behind the, uh, like, the, the, the Kmart. There was, like, by the, the service entrance, and there would be, like, a weird, like, half-pipe thing. Like, it just seemed like in California, yeah, I mean, it was, like, yeah. the, the like whole town. Yeah. <laughs> but n- what's, what's really fun is going back and watching a movie now, like, like Speed. Yeah. The, the opening set piece where there's a, the first bus explodes is right around the corner from where we lived in Venice. Right. So it's like, it's crazy how when I was a kid in upstate New York watching these movies, now I live here and I'm just like, whoa, look at that. Well, like, I'm always the DiCaprio me, like, watching yeah. movies. Like, oh, shit. I, like, as a kid, I had no idea. And now it's part of my, my reality. It's right. That's what happens well, when you move to LA. Totally. Like, the LA riots where the, the Korean guys are getting in the gunfight with the, yeah, with that's the people. Like a, that is like, t- that's the, that um, eight Korean barbecue plaza. Right. Like, two blocks yeah. from my house. Um, it's a crazy city, and yeah. it's endlessly fascinating and stimulating. So when these, um, when the riots happened, uh, like a couple was that a couple weeks ago, or like four weeks ago, or something, yeah. were you kind, a leaky? Were you kind of like, did you get deja vu? Were you like, there's my, there's my old LA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there she I is. Said, like good old times are back. <laughs> the last time they didn't come up to like the nice areas of town. They like they were burning South Central. And now everyone's like, let's protest in Beverly Hills and West Hollywood. So the, the riots in, what was it? Was it 93 or 92? 92, yeah. Um, 
they didn't board up all of Sunset Boulevard, and this time everything was boarded up. Right. I wish I owned the wooden board company. Yeah. Would have been a millionaire. Yeah. No. What wood God, boards? Yeah. Or also, if you if you were a poster board uh, supplier, like for all the signs, like uh, the 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 marker and the poster board guys are just like right. they're like they're like yes, come on, come on, yeah. come on, come on, come on. Plywood. When they when they when they get they they must have like a ticker on like <laughs> world events, and they're like this is definitely going to start protest, baby, and <laughs> yeah. just see t- t- dollar signs. So true. Yeah, too. yeah, pop the champ. <laughs> yeah, it's Let's probably the- someone like hoarding wooden boards somewhere. <laughs> but they, but I do believe I do believe that um, that they don't the police sometimes if they know there's going to be like a angry protest won't they put like shell police cars for the protesters to like destroy those so that they know. can who will put those the police will like oh. they'll put like shell. Shell cars. Those shell cars that they leave places yeah. from time to time. Well, so I guess they must have a bunch of empty police cars, decoys. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's wild. And um, I feel like it's not, there's going to, we're going to be seeing more of this. Well, the. I, th- I think it's going to go on until at least the election. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, like the protests? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. well, just everything because, and also with this, like, defunding the police. And all this kind of stuff, like it's weird. Like for all the fireworks that were going off in my neighborhood last night, I didn't see one. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't one. I didn't no. even hear one police lights. No, I didn't either. Police I wonder car. if Garcetti was just kind of like let him let, let him, him do go. it. Yeah, yeah let him go. What's the worst that's gonna happen? A palm tree well, is gonna catch on fire. And you just don't want to provoke people right now. And if it's just kind of like, all right, let's just let people do things for, for like loosen up the thing. Well, yeah. this is the slippery slope of defunding the police because yeah. it's just like, well, let's just let them do this. Let's just let them do that. And the next thing you know, it's just like there, there's, yeah, we, we've got like an uptick in murders. I mean, mm-hmm. like there was like 28 murders in Chicago this weekend. Wow. That's Chicago. Yeah. Though. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying Chicago, there's murder rate in Chicago is really high. Yeah. I mean, it just is. Yeah. And then coronavirus kind of had like a Mickey Rourke comeback, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was kind of, it was kind of gone though. It kind of had its wrestler moment. Yeah. I'm a little worried because, um, cause it, the thing is mutating and it is spreading faster. And now mm. they think that it is somewhat airborne. Uh, and I just think because what happened with the Spanish flu is everyone the same exact thing. It was like, oh, we're good. This mm. is just but people like threw their masks up in the air in celebration, oh, and oh. and and the Spanish flu is like, oh, oh no, <laughs> wait, wait, you you thought we were done? No. How many? No, wait, how many? How, no, how no, long no. did they give it? How long? How long before they threw their masks in the air? Like they? Just oh yeah, like they they just throw the masks up and everyone dropped dead. <laughs> yeah. It but was, how um, was it? Like three months, four months? Um. Yeah, I think it was. Just, it was like the the deadly strain like came in there. So I think it's like it is good to. But my friend brought up shout out Justice Law brought up a good point last night. He's like, this is the slow. This has always been the slow roll that they've been doing since the beginning. You can't just from the beginning say we need to shut everything down for a year. There's gonna mm. be like we're this gonna, is what everyone's starting to tell me too is that this is the new way of life and there's no vaccine and they can't mm-hmm. make a vaccine and we're just gonna be like this forever. Totally. Well, well, it'll it, yeah. Well, I mean, I listen. I'm not a CDC expert, but <laughs> there is that idea of like herd immunity and when it does, just kind of you know, like Trump says, like a miracle go away. But some version of that does. But this idea that and by the way, I think they're leading. The White House is leading the charge on Monday with that message that you just yeah, said. Like this die. is this is our <laughs> this is our new reality. Uh, uh, and but th- this whole thing of like we have to we had to open up a little bit because otherwise yeah. people are going to just go crazy. And then it's like, well, guys, we did we opened up like this is the re- the facts of life. I really just hope that we adopt more of an outdoor 
reality. Like have yeah, more right. outside seating, have more piazza culture, like yeah, yeah, yeah. have an area where you can bring some beers with your friends and everyone can hang out outside or yeah. bring a picnic and, and, and loosen up the alcohol restrictions yeah, right. like Europe, like everywhere. Like New Orleans. You know? Yeah. Like New Let's Orleans. Let's take a page. At a, yeah, it's true. That, that outdoor drinking, that could be a huge, everyone would love it. That would be a huge fucking coup for us. For, yeah. For, for humans. Totally. I love Americans. outdoors right now because I've been locked inside so much. Like I just like getting out for a walk even. Yeah. And you should be able to have like a nice, like uh can of Budweiser on that walk. No, totally. Without getting, without anyone being like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. No, I think, I think they're going to start. It's going to, I think it'll be one of these things where it's like, all right, we're going to shut down like four blocks of, uh, like if there's a big restaurant district, let's just close that street off and make it like a pedestrian zone. And, That's and, such a great idea. Yeah. And picnic tables or like they have in Venice, you know, there's like huge city squares where, where you don't have to buy, you can go bring wine and you can just go sit with your friends and grab a and couple of tables and hang yeah. out. And there's other people, and it's like, I don't know. I feel like that's where it's going to have to go if this is the new... And you know who can't do that because of uh, weather are your friends in Detroit. <laughs> so <laughs> another good reason to live in L.A. <laughs> we just so happen to be able to do this every all year round. Yeah. You know what else is? They're saying that like the, this vaccine is coming. I don't think they're going to be able to come up with a vaccine. They can't come up with a vaccine for a, for a common cold, and that's a coronavirus. And they've mm-hmm. been trying that for years. Yeah, vac- vac- vaccines are a placebo. I mean, the measles one is, a- is 98% effective. Even the flu shot, I think it's like 30%. It's just a thing that they're going to have that's going to get people to be comfortable kind of mm. in the next phase of like moving forward. But it's but no, I mean, I, I got to say I'm enjoying the – I'm enjoying like the um, – when you hang out with somebody, it's like we go hang out with our, with our, in our, with our friend in his backyard and it's mm-hmm. like – Five or six of us. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm kind of like miss me on these huge parties. Yeah, I'm kind of like a. I'm a bit of a uh, a wallflower sometimes at parties. Anyway, so like I don't really like big crowds. Right. So I'm down with this. Like like anytime I'd be hanging out with some friends and we were like, you're out. Let's say you're out to dinner with with a group of people. It's like I don't need any more people here. Right. I'm with the people that I want to be with. So I'm I'm cool with that. I don't need to see all these people. Like this big mass of people, I don't. I don't need to be around them. I'm good. Yeah, I've been perfectly happy just sitting in my apartment, not seeing anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so no, and, and I just it's kind of like it, it's kind of letting you trim the fat a little bit from all these people mm-hmm. that you fucking that see. That would be all good for me if I didn't have Lyme disease. Yes. For the past four years, and I've been trapped at home for four years, and I just started going out again and socializing. So I miss, like, I just started buying concert tickets and dating again, and, like, I miss going out. And because I've been sick for so long, I, like, have kind of um, distanced myself from a lot of my friends. Right. So I'm, like, I'm like super lonely now. It's, like, right. it's killing me. I hate this COVID thing. Yeah, so... I just wanna- I want to go to a concert so bad. No, I'd, I, I'm with you. I'd love to go to a concert too, as well. Um, so yeah, with the, with the that was that's because yeah, be, even before coronavirus. So let, let's get into your Lyme disease because this is kind of a uh, I don't know, a fascinating is the right word, but it's uh, it's definitely thought provoking because it's not so something interesting. it's not something people associate with Los Angeles. It's like 
I, I mean, well, it's from Lyme, Connecticut. And by the way, when Trump threw that out as a defense for calling the corona, the Wuhan flu, he's like, it's from Wuhan. We call Lyme disease from, from Lyme, Connecticut. That was the first moment where it's like, we got a problem. Yeah, we got a big problem. This guy's um, not, not, not cut out to deal with the pandemic. Yeah, but... um. So in it's I always associate it with like Long Island and, and New England and, and like just the woods and the woods and stuff like that. But you caught Lyme disease in where? You, where were you hiking? In Beverly Hills. Franklin oh. Franklin Canyon. Franklin Canyon. Ooh. I would go hiking every day, and I love going on these like little single track trails that are all overgrown and like getting out by myself and just kind of like being in the middle of nowhere and I would get all these bites up and down my arms and I didn't think anything of it and every day I'd come home with like 20 more bites on my arms and that was in 2015 and at the end of the year I started to get like this weird fatigue and started to get tired and um, in the beginning of 2016 I started getting like all these weird joint pains out of, out of the blue and um, everyone was like oh you've got arthritis you've got this you've got that and I was like no this doesn't make sense like I never had any symptoms of this before and um i go to this um integrative doctor Mm -hmm. who doesn't take insurance because i have like a low i have i'm on like this bioidentical thyroid hormone and um that's a long story i've been going to them for a long time because regular doctors don't prescribe like bioidentical um thyroid and it's it it i i had a I had a problem when I was younger and I gained a lot of weight and they found out that I had a low thyroid so they put me on this medicine and I was always really depressed and I found out that if you take like a bioidentical version it's better for you so I switched to that like 10 years ago and I've been going to this doctor and they make me go there every six months to to renew my prescription and I mentioned to her that I was having joint pains and she said I think you have Lyme disease and I laughed at her and she's like you need to take antibiotics and I was like I am not taking antibiotics Antibiotics. That's disgusting. It's going to like ruin my, my gut and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't want to take any, like I'm not into taking pills for no reason. So she said, you need to, you need to um, rule out rheumatoid arthritis. And if you don't have that, you need to take antibiotics and you need to take it right away. It's really important. So I went to this doctor that was a specialist in rheumatology and he tested me for rheumatoid arthritis and he said I didn't have it. And I said, well, this other doctor said I have Lyme disease. And he laughed at me and said, there's no Lyme disease in California. And he was the head of rheumatology at Cedars. Dumbass. So, so it made me think that that other doctor was crazy. Um, yeah, but I, just, uh, I was going to ask you, did you have those like target, um, they, there's like target thing, bite marks. Yeah. The target the bite marks. Rash, yeah. The bullseye right? rash. So, oh yeah. So I didn't know anything about ticks or anything like that. I didn't know to look for a bullseye rash and I was getting bit so many times up and down my arms. If there was a little tiny, like they say that the ticks can be like a nymph and right. it's really tiny, like a pinhead. Mm-hmm. If I felt something like that, I mean, I would have scratched it off. Like I wouldn't know. I didn't know there was any problem with ticks. There's no signs anywhere right. about beware of ticks and nobody yeah, talks about it so i didn't even believe that doctor that told me i had lyme disease like i just it's, it just seems so far-fetched well it's um, also like it's scary it's one of those things it's like one i mean i i it, you know there a lot of these things are you know hiv we have control over to some degree now and like all these other things and like coronavirus unless you be like lyme disease is kind of up there like it, it it's like kind of a scary diagnosis i mean i didn't even know what it was it just it just seemed so 
far-fetched and that head of rheumatology told me it wasn't in California so I didn't think about it again for a long time and I started to get sicker and sicker and I started to get really bad pains in my knees my feet my hips my hands my wrists I would like it would come at night the pains came at night and they would go away during the day but I had this horrible fatigue so if I had to go to a meeting or anything like that I would literally like be bedridden for two days afterward and like just some days I could barely function and I was getting really really depressed from all this and um, I I just didn't know what to do and one day I started getting this stabbing pain like an ice pick stabbing me in my ear Hmm. and so before it was just joint pains and it was pretty bad like it felt like sometimes my wrists felt like they'd been smashed or something but that would go away during the day but then the, the ice pick stabbing in my ear did not go away and that started in February of 2017 so I think I got bit in 2015 by the tick and it it went all through my body through 2016 and in February 2017 it was in my brain and it started stat like I had this ice pick stabbing pain that did not stop and I was screaming like stop please stop and like my neighbors must have thought I was crazy <laughs> and the only time it would stop is if I put heat on it so I would sleep hmm. with like a hot water bottle full of boiling water and like I got third degree burns on my ear and my ear had blisters all over it from like pushing against the hot water and it, it, like if I went in the shower it would go away and I would walk every day all through this whole thing I made myself go walking every day still and when I walked it seemed to go away like when I would be um, exerting myself but when I was going downhill or relaxing it would start to come back so um, I called that rheumatologist and he sent me to a neurologist and the neurologist told me I had something called trigeminal neuralgia and I was going to have to take this um, like an epileptic medicine for the rest of my life and the epileptic medicine had some side effects and I I started taking it but it really didn't feel good and I I didn't feel right taking it and I knew that like I didn't think anything was wrong with me still so I kept googling all these different symptoms I had and I'd google it with Lyme and every time it would come up like it's a common Lyme Mm. disease symptom and I found this group on Facebook that was like a secret group for LA Lyme disease and there's like eight or nine hundred people in there this woman started it and everybody goes in there and they like talk about what they're experiencing and that was like the most helpful thing and when I found that I just started to take the antibiotics in February I did the I had to go get a brain MRI and um, I just started taking antibiotics right after I did my brain MRI and I was so sick for the next four months I didn't even go back to get my MRI results and when I did go back they told me my brain my brain MRI was abnormal and I had white spots all over it and they told me they thought I might have MS and I needed to go see a neurologist and by then I'd been on antibiotics for like five or six months and when I started taking the antibiotics for the Lyme all this weird stuff started happening like one day my jaw would feel like somebody punched me in the jaw and I couldn't move my jaw and the next day it would be fine and I would just have these weird symptoms for like 24 hours and um but gradually everything started to get better and I was on different antibiotics for about a year and a half what antibiotics were you on just a a Uh, whole doxycycline Mm, okay and Tindamax. Huh. Tindermax? It's like it's like the new version of Tinder. <laughs> Antibiotic Max. names are crazy. No, so I don't weird. Know. Hold on, let me look at it. I still have some of it. So did the but did the antibiotics help? Wasn't it didn't you do take like a get into like a homeopathic thing that was ultimately um, Yes, I also was taking these herbs that I found I found out about this like guy in Vermont that 
compounds, herbs that are specially for Lyme. And a lot of those herbs are like blood thinners so that the antibiotics can get into. What, what I was told was that this tick has these little parasites or bacteria that, in, that go into your connective tissue. And they like to go where there's like no oxygen. And the longer that you, like if you take antibiotics right away after you've been bitten, you only need to take it for two weeks. Um, and you won't have any symptoms. But because I let it manifest in my body for over a year, I got really sick. So when and you when you said, I'm no, sick. I don't want any antibiotics, if you had taken those antibiotics, it might have gotten better quicker? Yes. Right, definitely. got it. Got it. Definitely. I should have done that right away. I really regret that, but Man, I don't know. Man, ticks are fuckers. Yeah, they really are. And, and I mean, they have such oh, a... So the, the, the thing is, is I still... I see. When I started the antibiotics and I started having the weird symptoms and everything started to go away, I realized, yeah, I probably do have Lyme. And I found this um, website for the L.A. County West Vector Control District, and it's since been taken down. They probably lost their funding or something. But in um, 2017, it, it showed for the past three years where they've been looking for ticks and all the trails around um you know, Southern California, mm-hmm. and it showed, like, whenever they tested a tick, if they found positive ticks, well, they had Lyme positive ticks in Franklin Canyon when I was getting all those bites, so that just... And did they go in there and, like, smoke them all out and shoot them with DDT, have, or... Yeah. I don't know if they have, like, a chicken and a Agent cage, Orange. and they go and they get the ticks off the chicken, or how they get the ticks, but they go and collect ticks, and they test them. Wait, and that I, sounds like some crazy like voodoo technique. They bring, do they actually do that? They bring chickens up there and it attracts all the ticks, I, and then they take the. I've never seen one. I've looked for them, but I don't know how else they can collect ticks off a trail because they would say where they collected it, right? And when it was collected. I mean, I, I've always looked for ticks since I found out about Lyme disease, and I've never seen one tick. Right. Like, so I don't know how they how the ranger finds them unless they have like a bird or something. But do they do they do a um, do they do a, is there a blood test? Can they do a can they do a blood test for Lyme to pick up because it's a specific kind of bacteria, right? So the, 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 it's a it's a it's a parasite and um, there's there's several different kinds. I'm not a, I'm not an expert in it, but um, the test, from what I understand, the the CDC test for Lyme, it you have to have five positive. Uh, markers or something like that like they, they they don't consider you positive unless you have five and hardly anybody gets five on this test it's like they tested me and i had four of them and my doctor said if you have one of these things in your body that it's probably lyme mm-hmm. but the test was developed in the 90s and apparently this lyme disease is all over the world and there's different strains like in europe and different strains everywhere and it's like evolving so the test is really old and outdated and they have better tests available but you have to pay insurance won't cover anything insurance doesn't cover any of the treatment insurance wants nothing to do with this with lyme disease i i feel like it's like they they tell you you're crazy the doctors at cedars told me i was crazy right wow lyme deniers (laughs) no there's i mean i mean california is filled filled with filled with lyme disease but i i almost am wondering if like the way trump has handled coronavirus i think a lot of brass in a lot of places are just like, yeah, no, that's not here. Well, Because I've got enough on my plate with, with all this other stuff to start worrying about, like, some Connecticut thing. Right. Like, well, no, that's not here. And I feel like they all, that happens more often than we know. And I think that's why there's a lot of skeptics about, from, of, like, Dr. Dr. Fauci out there. Because mm-hmm. we all have those experience with doctors who say what they think. And then you go to another doctor who's like, yeah, that doctor was an idiot. You need to be doing this. That's yeah. the problem I- with it. Right. I really don't like doctors anymore after 
after after this experience. And I think that they're they're it's basically insurance companies is who you're going to see when you go to a doctor. You're really going to an insurance company. Yeah. And they're going to manage you as cheaply as they can. If you die and they don't have to pay for anything, they don't care. You right. Know? <laughs> well, I mean, they're so. I mean, I don't. They're not like sociopaths, but they kind of are by default of just like they see so many different death and people and things like misdiagnosis is just like a, a fact of life. And it's just like, all right, we just it's like next, next. But next, maybe we're, we're giving them too much credit because they are humans. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and as we've seen, like humans are, 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 and, are and scum. We put a, maybe we put a, maybe we put them up. I mean, what the things that they can do are, are phenomenal with like. I mean, they're motivated by money. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. There's this whole talk about, um. Other countries that have healthcare, and you know, our country is like our healthcare system is kind of messed up. Like it's the same thing with like the president. I, some of these people we put on too high of a pedestal. It's like, oh, uh, Trump needs to better unify the, the country. It's like you mean the guy that builds hotels? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's not give him too much credit. So that's the same right? with doctors. They can do some brilliant things, but I mean, maybe we should pull back on treating them like they're fucking these gods that know everything. The, they're humans. Like they come up with these crazy things and like six months later, they won't even talk about it, but they'll tell me like, Oh, we have this new treatment for you and it's $5,000. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't really want to do that. <laughs> you mean at some point, like if I, if, if I didn't have insurance and it was just like, Oh, you got to pay $10,000 for this. I just start like doing heroin <laughs> and like, cause I mean, why, why do I even need to like, I don't need to be alive anymore. I mean, I would just be like, I'm just going to do a ton. I, I, just, I just go get $10,000 with heroin. Yeah, I kind of started doing that with weed. Dr. H? <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Dr. Mr. Brown. Yeah, I want to be a, a Lyme doctor. And it's just like, listen, we've got this $10,000 thing. It's out of pocket. You're, you're better off just, just being yeah. becoming a junkie. So the, the pharmacy is in, the pharmacy is in <laughs> MacArthur Park. <laughs> it's under the bridge. I used to go to MacArthur Park and score heroin in my 20s. Ooh, nice. So you, you already tried that treatment. <laughs> so you were kind of like, yeah, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to go with the I'm gonna go with the experimental Lyme treatment. I've already, I've already done that one, Doc. Uh, well, let's see. What, what do you got? The doxycycline? Um, no. The 80s were all about heroin. Oh, yeah. For the record, yeah. though, any listeners that are doctors, there are a lot of great doctors out there. And, and if something's wrong, it is good to go see a doctor. But, right. you know. But listen to Camp Good Boy first. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So did you ne- you never saw the tick? I never saw the tick. Oh, my God. That freaks saw, me I out. I never saw a bullseye rash. Um, yeah. I grew up in Palos Verdes, and they had ticks there, too. And there was ticks on my horse when I was growing up. I used to do horseback riding. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that I could have gotten bitten when I was younger, and I had it all this mm. time. And that's why I had the thyroid problems and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, my doctor threw that out, but I, I don't know. They said that I definitely got bit in 2015, and that could have, like, been the second bite that, that brought everything on. They say some people, like, can get bit and not have any symptoms. So right. it's just really weird. That asymptomatic yeah. really throws a monkey's wrench in everything. Yeah, I'm not into it. Molly had a bunch of ticks uh, like two years ago on her when she came back from the farm she goes to. Oh, wow. Because when it rains down there, I guess that's when the ticks come out. But I think these were the ticks that don't have Lyme disease. Right. I think they... It's deer ticks, right? Deer ticks, or brown ticks have the Lyme. Mm-hmm. Aliki? I'm not, I'm, I'm not completely sure, oh. but I know that where I go hiking, there's deers. 
and there's ticks, and the ticks go on the deer, so that's the kind. But I depl- I pulled like three off her. They were in her paws, and then one right on her uh, her butt. Oh, so I had to lift her tail up, and it was right there. Oh, whoa. And you just pick it off, or do you, yeah, but do you get a it, lighter? No, I had to pick it off, but the thing, it was like trying to, it, it was like trying to get, get rid of a tattoo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I man. I mean, the thing was really on there. You really got to like get in there and yank Ew. it off. Doesn't she have, does she have the collar where even if they get on, they don't stay on? Uh, no, but she, I gave her her flea and tick medicine today, actually. Oh, you did? Yeah. By the way, I, my arm is bleeding right now because I just, I just subconsciously have been, like, scratching my arm to get, like, what, I, what must be, like, imaginary ticks off my arm. And then I have, <laughs> I like... I self-consciously scratching my arm, too, just now. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> it's like stigmata. Wait, that Lime happened to me. That, that, that cut on my foot was from... When you have an itch... Oh, dude. I was when we were out in Palm Springs. I wasn't used to that dry air, and once you, I was like uh, uh, yeah. John uh, Turturro in the night of. <laughs> like once you, if you can't shut those scratches off, you're fucking yeah, done right. because right. it only gets worse and worse and worse and worse, and then the actual condition kicks in, and you like you, you like, have to take like an ice cube. Yeah, but you know what's a great scratcher is obviously your nails are great, but because I had this itch on my foot. The back of my foot is kind of raw, Ooh. so I was doing this. Oh, rough, I know that. Uh, move. That was a great. It was. Yeah, <laughs> I just have really kind of raw back of my like on my heel. So I was digging my heel right into my leg, and I looked, and there was my foot was covered in blood. I'm like, what the? Oh, Jesus! We got to make a YouTube video of that technique <laughs> for the like, Cam Good Boy medical uh, <laughs> <Right>. advice, homeopathic <laughs> uh, scratch techniques. So, uh, but so you've kind of like stabilized it then, right? I mean, did you think it was like the it was game over? I was when the stabbing pain happened I was really like I can't live like this I'm not right. going to be able to go on if this keeps going on like I can't function mm-hmm. but um, but taking antibiotics really helped it was really miserable and I still am getting symptoms now and so people in that Lyme group are telling me like you need to check your apartment for mold and this and that and do this and that and like I could just keep spending tens of thousands of dollars and I just try to just roll with the punches like I've had a bad flare up for the past two weeks that's starting to go away and like it's just it's just it is what it is wait is Lyme disease uh, a underlying like is it something that you don't want to have with if you got coronavirus um probably because it does it definitely suppresses your immune system right um so like i have issues with my lungs and i get congestion a lot and my doc the lyme doctor says i had a co-infection of lyme called babesia or babesiosis and i mean they wanted me to get tested for all this stuff and i just like i i just ignore it honestly have you been have you been tested for covid I did do a COVID antibody test, and I'm waiting for my results. I just got it done on Wednesday because I'm going to that Lyme doctor next week. So uh, I had to go get all my blood work done, and I figured if I'm going to go get it done, I might as well get tested right. for that. Yeah, and you got you got yours. I just got it. I've had two COVID tests, um, but mine just came back negative. Ah, mazel. Yeah. Yeah, and well, I welcome now, to the negative. Club. No, but I realized, and I had the antibody one, and that was negative. But they say that's that's kind of useless. But it it helps, I guess, if it it comes up positive, because then you're like, oh, I, I, you know, whatever. But uh, um, it validates you. I have because I uh. so I had like some shortness of breath, so I go get the COVID test. I've gotten this done twice, and now I officially know that my shortness of breath because I'm such a jewel fiend. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that it's right. literally just from, like, hitting the jewel. No, yeah. see, there's a lot of people that, you know, and, and, like, I get it. They're like, man, I don't know why you got tested, but it feels so good when you get that negative. 
it just feels great. Well, yeah, because then you can know. So then we, you just I, know. I've been to two restaurants in the last couple yeah, weeks. Right. So in both of them, like the more I started to think about it, when you look up and you see these these waiters, like look they and they look like executioners with all the PPE and the glass thing. I'm like, if they need to do this to be safe, what the fuck am I doing here? I know it's pretty stupid. And so after the after the Dear John's, and then I went to another restaurant, and even though it was like kind of outside, it just felt like. Very um, COVIDy, <laughs> and was your, waiter, uh, was your waiter wearing a face shield? A face yeah. with t- double face mask and the face shield and the gloves. It's wow. like, yeah, it looks like they're about to do like a uh, 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 like surgery, no, surgery it's, it's in, like, yeah. a, in a quarantine. It's like yeah, it's right. crazy. So and then so I was just kind of like, man. And the thing is, is once you got the test, then you're just like, all right, I'm just gonna stick to backyard hangs with friends yeah. and stuff that I, and, and not limit my, not do like risky. It, no, it, it's just proof that you're, that you're, um, you're like, co- yeah, it's, it's proof that your COVID routine is working. Your COVID routine is working and like, he just keep doing those yeah. COVID positive. But also things. like so I, there was this one person, this one girl that was like, so she couldn't understand why I wanted to get tested. I'm like, well, first of all, it's free. Yeah. Second, of, second all, of all, there's a pandemic. Second of all, there's a pandemic. Third of all, I'm not doing anything else that day, so I might as well go up to Dodger Stadium and get tested. Fourth of all, it's not like I had a headache and I'm like, hey, doctor, can you crack my head open to see what's going on in there? Yeah. It's literally just sticking a swab in my mouth so I know that, oh, Does I don't have this. When you do the swab, Does no, you stick it way up your nose? No, I got the mouth swab, which to me may, is like makes the most sense. Test wise, yeah, I got the nasal one, and they get that they get that fucker up there, and it's thin, Ouch. and it's it's not painful. It's just like it's not comfortable. Yeah, the one it's, I do that you swab the top of your gum, the uh, the top of your mouth, the bottom of your gum, under your tongue, the whole mouth, like Whoa. for about forty five seconds. And some dude, I'm doing it, and these guys, this guy's honking at me to go. I'm like. Yo, fuck you, man. Sorry I'm taking oh a test. Oh, my God. Like, wait, what's wrong with you? COVID, wait, wait a second. COVID drive-in rage? Yeah, Road like, rage at a COVID testing? I was no. like, are you kidding me? That's, That's next level LA. <laughs> yeah, was, when, so there's, when there's it. road rage at a, at a drive-in COVID testing... Oh my god! I, I was dude. like, "Yeah, sorry, I'm taking a test to know to know if I whether I have a deadly disease or not." <laughs> sorry that I'm taking up your time. Where the fuck are you on your way to? <laughs> like Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, was, where, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, where do you have to get? Like everything's closed. <laughs> no, I, it was insane. Oh my god! I mean, yeah, you could. You don't have to get to work. You can do a Zoom from your phone. What an asshole! I know you're such a dick. Hopefully, well, he probably got uh, karma. Probably got it. He got his kiss for him. He got. Uh, He's he got, got, it, got positive. positive. Yeah. He's probably like on an, an ICU on a respirator <laughs> right now. <laughs> He's literally dead right now. So no, like I, there's just so much uncertainty that like if you feel like you want to go get a test, even even if you've been quarantined, it's still just like there is a peace of mind element to it. Yeah, that that feels good. No, that's yeah. just that guy deserves COVID. He does. Yeah, he really does. There's no excuse for that. Road rage at a COVID drive in center. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. Oh my God. And, and he dies, he goes up to heaven, and, and like the angel just comes down and is just like, hey, bro, you shouldn't have honked. And just, and just <laughs> yeah, walks right, away. Right. Just kicks him down. Yeah, you shouldn't It's have. so you surreal. Just, you, why did you have to honk? That's why you're here right now. Why'd you have to do It's that? so surreal up there at Dodger Stadium, though. You'd think game seven was going on, but <laughs> there's so many cars. There's a lot of people. Oh my God, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, you know what? It's weird. They're really efficient with it. They like the wait is long, but like it moves. 
I'd, I'd, I'd rather wait in the COVID line than wait so in traffic on the 405. So the time you got back, how long did it take you? Um, so it probably took me like 15 to get there and then probably 15 to 20 wait. And then the test moves really quickly uh, because people are honking at people to move. <laughs> and then, I don't know, maybe like... Give you a lollipop afterwards? <laughs> right. Overall, <laughs> probably like Balloon. an, I don't know, probably like an hour and... 15. Mm-hmm. It's not like it but it's not like my whole day was ruined. By the way, um if you like going to the grocery store kind of during the week when it's not crowded is like whatever. Um if you just kind of want some like sick entertainment like kind of in the realm of like uh backyard brawls or bum fights or one of those things, go go to Ralph's on like a busy Saturday. <laughs> right. It is literally like it it it's well first of all like you know there's like rock and roll Ralph's like mine is oh like mine is like I, like ICU Ralphs. Like <laughs> it is a droplets paradise because so many like a guy will have the 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 mask on his chin and then like three people start yelling at him and then it like they it starts to go down and then like the Ralph security like comes over right right and right and then like once that energy starts to erupt then this I just hear this woman on the other side she's like whose child is this oh. whose child is like, that Ralph's there, there's like this little girl running around, dude. That Ralph's up on Western by the Wiltern. Well, Ralph's, yeah, but that one is Third and Western, right? I know that Ralph's. Yeah, it is so crazy. Like, and and, and once that energy of like the yelling and the mass thing, it erupts into this whole. And because you've literally got ten people in. By the way, I don't even know if social distancing helps at this point. Like they have the X's everywhere. So they, but they've still got it like packed, yeah, packed in there. That, yeah. Fourth of July. I was at pavilions. It was pretty crowded yesterday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you, if you, and then if you want to like, if you want to like do another, like, I'm like pitching this, like it's a date night. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the McDonald's across the street from that. I literally think is a David Lynch, like performance. piece. <laughs> 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 it's fucking so crazy in there. Wait, a leaky. Just did- go sit in there. Aliki, yeah. did you ever? Would you ever be at the Rock and Roll Ralphs in the '80s and be like, "Oh, there's there's Duff McKagan getting his kicks," and yeah. uh, his. By the way, like kick cereal, not like his <laughs> like. No grocery shopping was done. Like uh, the only thing we shopped for was drugs. Uh, yeah, well, well, like when Rock and Roll Ralphs was really at its prime, where, like you I could, don't even could know how we survived. Could you could you go 90s. could you go score drugs at Rock and Roll Ralphs? Um, no, but there was always like a where you know you could go get it so mm-hmm. like um union street was where you used to be able to get the the heroin and there would be like these salvadoran guys standing on the street and they would have these balloons in their mouth and you would just like pull pull up to one in your car and he'd ask you how many you wanted and spit them out oh i'm gonna have to check with dr fauci on that one <laughs> that's yeah. what the cdc guidelines are on buying a heroin from salvadorian street hustlers <laughs> right that's yeah, wild. Like black tar heroin. Wait, yeah. for our listeners, Rock and Roll Ralph's is a Ralph's grocery store on the Sunset Strip that was like right. notorious for. Was is it on Santa Monica? Oh, it's not. Yeah, it is on the Strip. Yeah. Go there to like pick up Musicians Institute students. Like mm-hmm. Axel, Axel Rose definitely went there to get like his iceberg lettuce. Well, because I think a lot of musicians lived in that area, right. and and yes, also you. Well, the Musicians Institute was is right there on La, was right there on La Brea, so all the like. You know, potential budding guitar players that came out here during like the the rock and roll, you know, the big rock like Poison and mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses and all those 
rock bands. It was like such a resurgence of rock and roll. And they had like schools for people to learn how to be musicians. And they'd all go shopping at Rock and Roll Ralph's. And like my friend used to tell me she'd pick up guys in the ramen aisle. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Wow. But when I first moved to my uh, current apartment, Axl Rose was living across the street in this high-rise luxury condo building called Shoreham Towers. And uh, the police were here all the time. And it was basically, um, he, he basically auctioned off his, his apartment on, on MTV, gave it away because they kicked him out. Like the, the it's, you know, it's a condo building, so they voted him out because he caused so many problems. Oh, like, like he smashed a bottle of booze over his neighbor's head or something. Oh, like wow. That. Yeah, it was when they were, the, the Guns N' Roses were opening for the Stones. And he got arrested the night before they played. Um, and I'd always see him like at like Tower Video and Tower Records and stuff in the neighborhood. Well, he used to work at Tower Records, right? I mean, not like after Appetite for Destruction, but <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, right. He, 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 I think that's where he worked when he was like when, when it was Hollywood Roses or yeah, Hollywood Rose when they when it yeah. was they were just getting started. Um, yeah. Had you seen? Did you see GNR shows at like the Roxy and, and shit? So my girlfriend was in a band, and her band got to open for Guns N' Roses at this small club, Club Lingerie, mm-hmm. and they were they were like pretty hot, and it was like a maybe a, like a two hundred seat club, and um, so we after the show we went back to like one of their apartments, and we took our coke dealer with us, and we had like an all night party, and Axel wasn't there, but like the other guys in the band were there, and they were watching like disgusting snuff movies oh <laughs> yeah it was really like freaky oh my um, god wow wait how old and how old were they they were like probably i mean they must have been in their 20s yeah guns and roses was like because like the, there was obviously like the whole punk scene but that was more of like a niche underground thing guns gnr penetrated like suburban like the, the it came into your home because you know, we grew up in the suburbs in, like, a nice house. And, like, I just remember, like, my, my dad coming into my room one night to just, like, check on me doing my homework. And I had my first Guns N' Roses poster up oh, with yeah. these, like, long hair. Like, they just looked, like, such derelict. And right. it was just, like, wait a second. This is, like, this has come into our into And little our did home. you know they were just back in Hollywood watching snuff films. Yeah, no, like, totally. You think it's so, like, awesome. Dude, I bet those guys are so fun to party with. And then you get there, it's like, whoa, it's, like, 8 millimeter. Yeah. It's like, yo, this is kind of weird. Right, totally. but the in like the that welcome to the jungle video was was incredible because it was it was like riot footage and yeah it was uh, like the news we've been watching the last month yeah wait uh, Aliki were you were you oh, by any amazing. chance speaking of seeing Aliki like on TV were you you didn't make were you in that uh, movie or any of those movies the decline of Western civilization were you at any of those you shows know, I don't remember what I was doing when they filmed the decline but all my friends are in there oh, okay. Um, for a while, I was a punk rock extra where um, I was signed up with like different extra agencies, and whenever they needed like punk rockers, they would call us in. So I did like a Chips episode. Uh, they filmed it at like the Starwood, the Sears Club <laughs> on Santa Monica and Crescent Heights. And I was in a bunch of movies. Like I did a Linda Blair prison movie and <laughs> stuff like that. It was pretty funny. Well, yeah, really her dead. career didn't really find its footing after the after the Exorcist. She was the Exorcist and then Exorcist Two and then Repossessed. She did a lot, she mm-hmm. did a lot of prison movies. Yeah. She, well, the thing is, is I think she got wrapped up with Rick James. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And they were just doing like smoking cocaine for days on end in his like <laughs> apartment with tinfoil on all the the windows. Uh, oh Jesus. Yeah, that's dark. But also, like, how how sick is he? Like, he's dating the L- Linda Blair from The Exorcist. 
Wow, what a <laughs> what a fuck up power couple. Yeah, really, that is bad. <laughs> Oh, my God. God, you know, everybody's always like, oh, CBGB. And it's like, yeah, of course, CBGB's awesome. But, man, that Sunset Strip in, like, 83, 84. I bet it was awesome. Yeah. What was the best show? What was the best shows you saw uh, when you were a kid in in the 80s? I mean, I mean, there was this band called X that I loved. Oh, yeah, of course. Have you ever heard of them? (laughs) So they played the whiskey, and I went there for my 18th birthday. And I was, like, so stoked that I got tickets. And I hadn't moved to Hollywood yet, and I met this guy that lived right behind the whiskey, and he worked at the LA Weekly, and his name was Scott Morrow, and, um, like, I just thought he was the shit, and I thought, like, you know, like, the LA, like, he eventually started writing for the LA Weekly for the music section, Mm -hmm. and we stayed friends, and, um, like, he was the first person I met in Hollywood, and then I actually ended up getting a job at a punk rock store in Santa Monica, and it was, like, the only store that sold Doc Martens, and so I was working there, and then everybody would come in, and I met the people that worked for Golden Voice. They would come in and, like, drop off tickets and stuff for us to sell, and I eventually started working for Golden Voice, and I was doing, like, the guest list um, for Golden Voice at, like, the Roxy and the Whiskey and the John Hanson Ford Theater, and, um... Yeah, it was good times. Did you ever see Motley Crue? I <laughs> uh, did Motley Crue's tour accounting. Oh, uh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, well, we should yeah, let the. Yeah, I mean, a leaky is a uh, is a card carrying member of the Camp Good Boy uh, <laughs> staff. You're our you're our bookkeeper, our accountant. Yes, I am. So Motley Crue, Camp Good Boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a seven degrees of separation. Yeah. And uh, the Chili Peppers are wearing my dresses on their second record cover on Freaky Styling. Oh, whoa, you designed those? Ah. No, uh, the singer was... They're just, it's your clothes. The singer was hiding out in my house, and he had a photo shoot, and he was unprepared because he had been, like, drug binging the whole time, so he went in my closet and took all my clothes. Nice. And then he brought brought them back, and they were, like, all ripped and smelly. (laughs) Like, I had to throw them away. Yeah, uh, the singer yeah. being Anthony Kiedis, but I one of the I love the story. What did he? Because your last name is Papadeus. How did? What did he? What song did he used to sing with your last so name? So he used to say, um, um, "Papadeus, Papadeus, oh Papadeus." <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's good. Why he's a front man? That's amazing. Do you think if you were front row at a Chili Pepper show and he saw you, he'd bust that out? I uh, don't think he'd sing that over. No, not in front of like a whole audience of people. But uh, right. <laughs> He, yeah, he just he he just stops like uh, uh, mid higher ground, and he's just like Aliki, Papa Deus, Papa Deus, Papa Deus. Um, God, there's always stories of like that. Like in, I feel like in L.A., there's always those stories like like what you just told of some guy stealing all your clothes and then hiding. And there's always a crazy story of like this this random dude, like a like a famous guy or someone who's like friends or works with a famous person who's like. Oh, yeah, and this guy just, like, he hid in my back room, and then he jumped out the window, <laughs> fell, and got glass in his leg. And it's, it's always, I mean, there, this city is, and like, people can hate on it while they want, but I don't know if there's any more just of, a, like, a fascinating city. Crazy stuff happens here. The, cra- like, the craziest. It is, yeah. It's, it's, I think crazier than New York, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. New York is crazy, but. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. Well, because, but you have yards here. So there's like, yeah, there's more like opportunities for crazy people to jump out of windows and yeah, 
Or like that story of Humphrey Bogart passing out in that woman, that couple's backyard in like Hancock Park. Well, there the family was just like eating breakfast, and there's just this like this dude in the backyard, like, and this is like eight in the morning, walking, and it's like, honey, is that Humphrey Bogart? <laughs> and I guess he they invited him in, he had breakfast, and they just <laughs> left. Because celebrities are part of your reality out here, they yeah. will. You will have encounter, weird encounters with them. You know what kind of sucks, though, is these days now, though, you have to be full-on kind of, like, insane to behave like that because everybody, and it's not even, like, cancel culture. It's just, like, oh, my God, he did that. Like, oh, well, yeah, everything right. is so, everybody's so judgmental now. Like, So if Humphrey people, Bogart, if you had cell phones back then, that whole thing would be on YouTube. <laughs> and he probably wouldn't. Wait. <laughs> It would be great if it if there was footage of it. It was just like the old like it was like an old like uh, like silent film kind of footage of, <laughs> of stumbling, Bogart like stumbling around the, back. in the pool. It's almost like a Bigfoot video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bogart just taking a leak in your pool. <laughs> oh my god! So um so but what's next with the with your with the lime thing? Do you have it like pretty stabilized? Like what what's working? The the I mean I don't. Does uh does CBD help? Yes, CBD helps so much. When I got that stabbing pain in my ear, that was the only thing that made it go away. Like immediately, CBD saved my life. Wow. Well, uh, you <laughs> should, this would probably be a good time for us to plug our sponsor. Yeah. Right. Uh, Pachamama CBD. Yep. Have I you? Love your sponsor. Yeah. Have you tried Pachamama CBD? I plan on trying it. I was looking at it, especially with that discount code. Yeah, oh, Camp 15. Camp 1-5. Yeah, like, Camp 1-5. Like really good stuff. I yeah. think I'm going to order some today. It is, it is amazing. I think it's actually, because I used to do, like, the Charlotte's Web, and I had no idea how much, like, how many chemicals were in this, because this is all pure, but... Oh, you mean there were leads, metals, pesticides, and inaccurate levels of uh, CBD? Yeah. <laughs> well, not in Pachamama. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, Pachamama is, is the shit. Now, you definitely have to, but just go to, uh, where, where can a leaky go to get that? Uh, enjoypachamama.com enjoy p-a-c-h-a-m-a-m-a.com dude it's like a spelling bee every time i know i don't know why and then type in camp one five at checkout camp one five camp one five is the discount code i'm writing it down yeah single origin they use one farm and one family plants from colorado no artificial flavoring Good stuff. I think that's going to, that, that Lyme disease, Lyme disease is going to see that Pachamama come and be like, well, oh, fuck. It's one of those things. It's like, what if CBD, because the CBD has done great things for like autism and stuff like that, or not, and seizures and epilepsy. I wonder if, uh, if it, it's like the secret, uh, it's the silver bullet for um, Lyme disease. I mean, it definitely helped with the symptoms. I don't know if it would cure it or kill that bacteria, but it definitely helped alleviate the symptoms. That's for sure. Yeah. I wonder what it would do to COVID. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, I mean, it might be it might be just the cure all for everything. But my, my final question about Lyme disease is: it's like left untreated. Is it just like a? It's like a constant like 
pain in the ass that just like, like you said, it kind of manifests here and there. But if you, if you leave it untreated, will it just completely ravage you or what? Yeah. It, it affects people in different ways, but I have no doubt that they would have diagnosed me with multiple sclerosis or something horrible and treated me for something I don't even have. Whoa. And I would have gotten sicker and sicker and they would have just said, Oh, sorry, you're a tough case. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Well, gl- glad you're doing doing better, doing good, stabilized. Yeah, really. Yeah, I we'll keep we'll, we'll 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 be ch- we'll be checking in often for all the listeners that want to. Uh, <laughs> we just, we set up a GoFundMe <laughs> for a leaky. Like everyone just starts sl- sliding into the DMs, and it's just like, yo, what's the? Uh, you just start getting all kinds of like Venmos and stuff, like save save oh, leaky. Man. We just we just Wouldn't make a. We make a video. It's like an exterior of your apartment. This like light acoustic guitar is playing. You're like you're making coffee, <laughs> doing your work, and there's a voiceover. So I got bit. I think like four years ago, and <laughs> it's just an interview. Yeah, the, the Sarah McLaughlin song. <laughs> um, man, that's fucking that's wild. Well, uh, you got anything else? Um, you got anything else on the lime tip that you wanna you wanna share with the listeners? I mean, just. If you feel like you got bit by a tick, get that doxycycline. I met another lady hiking that I told her what happened to me, and she told me she found a tick in her neck after she had been hiking in Malibu. Mm. And she said the next day her, her neck started to actually hurt and ache, like arthritis. And so she had her neighbor, who's a jeweler, come with a loop and tweezers and pull the tick out. And she went to her doctor, and her doctor told her she would not give her doxycycline. And she said she sat there and argued with her doctor for a half an hour until her doctor relented and gave her a two-week prescription. And, you know, she took it, and she's fine. Mm. But it's, like, crazy. Well, so, the thing is, because is you've run antibiotics all the time, doesn't it fuck your stomach up? Yes, it fucks your stomach up, but it's better to have your stomach fucked up than have Lyme all through your body. Yeah. <laughs> because you can fix your stomach. Yeah. You know, you can take probiotics and, and eat fermented food, and, like, you can, you can fix your stomach. I mean, the, this is just a lead into our kombucha sponsor. <laughs> God, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I love kombucha. Well, I do like, too. like everything, early, that early detection. Yeah. Early detection's the goat. <laughs> <laughs> early, it, it's early detection is just, you can't, there's then, nothing yeah, better. Like your lifestyle, a lot of people that get Lyme, they don't eat healthy particularly. And mm-hmm. that doctor had me cut out um, sugar, alcohol, and grains. So, like, I'm completely 100% a weed smoker now, and I don't drink anymore. And it's not because I don't like drinking. I love drinking, but when I drink, I get really sick because it's like all this stuff just feeds the Lyme bacteria inside me. So mm-hmm. The Lyme, they're all just turnt in there. Like, they, they love the They love the booze. They love liquor. Yeah. I guess Interesting. that creates sugar. Oh, yeah. Sugar's trash. Well, um, well, Jesus. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy, but it's like, yeah, I mean, people just don't expect that it can happen out in California. So you gotta, you gotta be safe. Yeah. This is our, our Lyme PSA. Yeah. I mean, I don't even go hiking anymore in the springtime when the plants are all overgrown because I just don't want to get bitten by yeah. anything. There's people in my Lyme group that say that they got bit by a spider or a mosquito and they got it. And who knows? Yeah. So. Have you made any friends through the Lime group that you've taken off off thread? That you like, <laughs> like, like Steven Adler or something? I can see him like yeah, having right. uh, Lime. No, it's all these like uh, women that like they take. 
take every treatment and I kind of use them as the guinea pigs. Right. <laughs> like see what works for them. Right. But I'm not really like good friends with any one of them. I feel kind of like an outcast in the Lyme group actually because I didn't spend as much money as some of those people did and it's kind of like their badge of honor about every treatment they do. Um, oh. And people are stinging themselves with bees and um, that seems to help some people. Some people Whoa. do ozone. They like they put their blood, they mix their blood with ozone. And then put it back inside. <laughs> it's just there's all kinds of stuff. Wait, so walk me through this. They get bees and they have the bees sting them to to fight the Lyme disease. Yes, it does something for your immune system. Wow, um, mm, interesting. Yeah, it's like a holistic treatment, and supposedly it has helped some people, but I don't know. Damn. Ticks, everybody. Ticks. Stay and away from them. Oh, and then is there anything you can put on before you go hiking, like uh, uh, a bug spray you or something? there would be. Well, like, the, the best thing to do is to, like, completely cover yourself up. Like, have long pants that tucked into socks or have socks that go up really high up your legs and long pants and, like, cover your legs and your arms. But if you can't do that, then the best thing to do is, like, take a shower right when you get home and... But also, what about just really, like, staying in the middle of the trail? I don't think anything is going to make a difference, hmm. like... Because they're bouncy. Don't they bounce? They kind of, like, jump off a thing? They bounce and they hop, but they're also... They go up They go up like a blade of grass or, like, a, a plant, and they'll sit there and they'll wait for something to walk past because that's how they survive is jumping on things, like a deer oh. or a person. They don't know the difference. Right. Like a dog. Got it. They're like a frog. Yeah, it's like a little... Well, yeah, they're little frogs. Yeah, really. Yeah. If you, you you just do a microscope under the the yeah, ligament, it's just the tick. It's just a little black frog. God, yeah, they got and they got ups. They say that the time of year when they're active is like between February and like May or June, and then after that, it's okay. So I just don't go hiking during those times, hmm. or go like on a really wide trail where there's no bushes or something. I don't know. Got it. Yeah. Geez. Yeah, I gotta I, say, I th- I think my hiking. I, I, I hiked for twenty years and nothing happened to me. So I don't know. You... I don't think it's. Totally common, but it's definitely something to be aware of. Yeah, you've given me one more incentive to just not leave my house. But also, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but also, yeah, if you have a mysterious sort of like, so for our listeners, if you have like a mysterious kind of like pain, like what the fuck is this? It's Lyme. And if some, but if somebody says it's not Lyme, be like, I'm getting that second it's opinion. Lyme. Yeah, and you got to do all the tests and get that third opinion. Yeah. If so, if this. I mean, t- I went to like four or five doctors, and they all yeah. denied me. Get that sixth opinion. Mm-hmm. It's that sixth it's opinion. That's number six. <laughs> yeah. uh, 96. Damn. Well, um, how much time we got left, Phil? We got about two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> you got some uh, Instagram shout outs? I do. Um... <laughs> that's right, folks. It's time for the Camp Good Boy Instagram shout out hour. To <laughs> get some Instagram <laughs> shout outs. Uh, all right, here we go. Who do I got this week? Um, okay. Hey, shout out. Uh, it's D V S T I N, but I'm I'm assuming it's Dustin underscore G. Shout out. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out O'Doyle Jewels. Hey, shout out. Good page. Shout out. Hey, shout out I Gruber twenty one. Shout out. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out Jerome or Jerome Hansen Music. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out e- Econ Barreled. Shout out. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out Northern Elements. Shout out. Hey, shout out. Uh, tearing through these. <laughs> hey, shout out Mix Mixtenga. Shout out. Shout out. And last one, shout out Nardster. 
Shout out. He's been with us for a sec. Shout out, guys. Thanks and for, for all our for all our tick listeners. Oh, sh- one more. Sorry, <laughs> you're not. You don't get a shout out. Shout out you, Alexandra. Shout, shout out, out, guys. Yeah, yeah. All our uh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. All <laughs> our tick. All our ticks out there listening. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. They probably can't fumigate that because then you're going to kill all these other bugs that are like, whoa, 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 I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if other animals hate them too. Probably. They're just like, get these fuckers out of here. Well, because fleas are pretty harmless. Yeah, go back to Connecticut. Fleas are probably like, don't try to loop us in with ticks. We're just, <laughs> fleas are just a nuisance. Yeah. Oh, man. But like ticks make, ticks make bed bugs look like... God, I mean, what would you rather have? Bed what would you rather do? Are, bed bugs are really disgusting. Bed bugs are horrible. I mean, they're just gross, but I don't think they carry diseases. The other thing you don't want to get is scabies. Ew. Scabies, I, the scabies though, are the worst uh, because they will they'll burrow under your skin, and you uh, realize you have them because you'll see these lines where they're like burrow, where they're like tra- how do you get that? where they're traveling. You can get them from like a dirty Airbnb or from like a right, shitty yeah. motel. It's just like bed bugs. Oh, so that you see lines and you're like, that means they're just having a little race. Yeah, they're they're, they're <laughs> racing. They're uh, they're wow. they're they're like literally just like traveling under your skin and like yeah, you right. see them, um, and uh, and then I mean there's like a full it's like a full body Ugh. shampoo. Um, I'm just it's like this, lice. Yeah, it's 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 like My lice. Kid got lice. Then, like yeah, then there's lice. God, the world is so disgusting. Ooh, it there's really like is. There's professional lice removers that you can call. Like my friend's kid the, at the school, every kid in the school had lice. And they all called these people that come over and like de-lice the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think that is the ad- epitomology of the word lousy. Because if you're, <laughs> if you're like, people are like, oh, he's lousy. Like, lousy? Lousy was the word for if, if, if people had, like, lice, they were lousy. Huh. Like, so the, the whole school is lousy. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's like, man, that dude's <laughs> lousy. Trump is a lousy president. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's just, like, there's so many fucking disgusting things, and now fucking coronavirus is that, like, last scoop of vanilla Dude, on top no, of Dude, no, you know, you bring up a good point. <laughs> that I don't even, like, this world's fucking, this is a fucking mess, dude. This place is a fucking mess. <laughs> it's a disaster. It's a total disaster. It always has been. But that is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, on that note. Yeah, on that note. But no, think about all these things. Like, you're just... I'm just going hiking, what? man. I'm going hiking. And, uh, oh, my God, I, I got this bug on me that really, like, fucked me up. Or, God, I, I met this, like, nice person that I really like. We had sex. Now I have this deadly disease. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, you can't. There's so you many... You know what's crazy is that all of the antibiotics for Lyme are the same ones that they use for, for all the VD. Oh, I've heard the yeah, doxycycline. And I've like I heard that on an episode of Nip Talk where the kid had an STD. He's like, "We're gonna give you doxycycline." Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Yeah, it's like it works for a lot of stuff, apparently. Dude, yeah, the world's a crazy place. That's what's nice is to stay inside. Yeah, <laughs> just stay inside. There's plenty of good stuff to watch on TV <laughs> yeah. and keep like your group of circles yeah, tight. Keep it tight. Keep it a tight group. Well, we're literally at a place where to stay alive, it's stay just stay away from each other. Because yeah. that just causes so many problems. It's just like stay inside, stay away from just each stay other. Alone. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. we're going down so hard. I mean, it, it's really this is this is it. Stay alone forever. But I've I've kind of like I don't know when when everything's kind of falling. But me, and then meanwhile though, we're watching Save It Private Ryan, and um, 
they're walking through like a completely oh, like yeah. war torn street. All you got to do is literally watch and read about history, and it's it's a good perspective. Yeah, that there's always something. Always, always. Yeah, I nothing know. nothing moves like, forward without conflict. COVID's like musical chairs because like leading up to this, like whoever you are with when COVID came, you're like stuck with them. Oh right. So. Yeah. So, like, if you're married, you're stuck with that person. If you're dating someone, you're stuck with that person. If you're alone, you're stuck alone. I, I, I do think, I think we might have discussed this on another episode, though, is that if their COVID definitely might have served as, like, a um, removing the Band-Aid, if you were in something that, like, the last, the last couple months before COVID, it was just like, God, I just don't know. And then COVID came. It's just like, wow, I, no, this is it. I, 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 just, I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I hate Maybe you. it, like, saved a few, like, kind of, like, relationships that are just hanging on by a thread yeah i don't know and then people are just like oh thank god that's the one silver lining for me i don't know mm-hmm. no it's nutty <laughs> <laughs> nutty world <laughs> yeah right well hey leaky thanks a lot for coming yeah on. thank you I, I want you to come on all the time oh yeah you definitely will yeah but you're part of you're part of the camp good boy you've been part of the camp good boy family for a long time as a behind the scenes uh mm-hmm. Behind the scenes, I'm glad that we've opened the pulled the curtain back and <laughs> had you uh, had you come on. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, yeah. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah. Wear those masks. So how'd you how'd you feel? Did you have fun? Yes, that was fun. I feel like I'm boring now. No, my God, it's so right. good. Also, the the LA stories are incredible, and it's it's hilarious. Did I start talking about heroin? <laughs> No, I, it's amazing. No, I, I actually was thinking because the Lime stuff is fascinating. And also just like your voice is, is yeah, it's, is, is awesome to listen to. But, um, yeah, is, uh, we, you should just come on like more frequently and we just like talk about L.A. Because I'm sure you've got stories for fucking days. Oh, I have so many stories about L.A. and, like, the 70s and the music industry. Ah. And, like, my sister, her best friend's dad owned a pharmacy, Mm -hmm. and they stole a bottle of a 1,000 Quaaludes. And, like, for, like, six months, my sister had so many Quaaludes, like, we were taking them at school. We'd go to the Rainbow and take them. And I was, like, 16, and I was driving home from the Rainbow one night, and I got pulled over because I was, like, swerving all over the 405, going back to (laughs) Talisburg. And they put me in jail with these hookers and Carson, and my friend had to come get me. And like, I I got a drunk driving, and I I like I went to court, and I found out what I was going to have to do. And I was like 18, and I was still living with my dad in Long Beach, and I didn't deal with it, and I ended up moving out to LA and working at that punk rock store. And the cops showed up at my dad's house at like six in the morning to like uh, arrest me. Like Jesus. I got I, like it was just endless trouble and. Just nice. The crap that went on. Well, let's do. Let's get. Let's get you on more and get more of those uh, quail, driving on quaaludes stories. God, quaaludes. That's like I don't do drugs anymore. Not because I had a problem. I just don't want to do them. Uh, but I, I jump off the wagon for quaaludes. Oh yeah, Did quaaludes are fun. Quaaludes? Yeah, we. Well, they used to be. I'm kind of in the same boat as Phil. You but um, we got. Yeah, they, when I was in college, those the ones from Wolf of Wall Street were floating around, and uh. Uh, basically very similar story. I mean, it's all stories, but. I, one of the things that I will say about them is that um, you it, it's weird. It's like sometimes you can be drunk and belligerent and people are, are like, get that person away from me. I always found with Quaaludes, you were even more crazy. And there was yeah. something about your vibe where it was like people were cool with it. Because you're probably like moonwalking. Yeah, right? no, you <laughs> are. You're like, you're so crazy. And, right. and it was always like the next day was like. 
Dude, you were out of your fucking mind last night. It was awesome. It's like it's totally its own high, and it's like it's it's like a strangely like good vibe. But it's It's, a muscle relaxer. But as long as you're not driving, but there's there's a psychoactive thing too Uh where it's I don't know you're like you're crazy, but there's like a lovable component to it. I I would like like if I start drinking Jack Daniels, I get like violent and angry. Yeah, right, right. Like on Quaaludes, I was so happy. Yeah. Um, I remember being at the Rainbow and like uh, a limo would pull up and Richard Pryor and John Belushi would get out of it and go into On the Rocks. You know that private club? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean that's where Belushi was his last night. Yeah, and there'd be and then like Anthony was going to Belushi's Coke dealer when Anthony was at my house binging. He'd be going to this guy named Durf Scratch. Oh wait, that that was the damned from the damned, right? Yeah, he was in Fear. Oh Fear, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fear is amazing. It's a great, great band. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Fear is great. Let's start a war. Yeah, New York's all right. Yeah, if you like <laughs> saxophones. <laughs> yeah. So Scratch sold John Belushi his last Coke, mm. and and Anthony would put on my clothes to go to Jerf's house and buy Coke, and but Anthony would only buy like a quarter gram at a time because Anthony was like really into the whole getting it and obtaining it, and he was like oh, he never yeah. had any money. He was always broke, so he'd like you know, be begging Durf to front him Coke. Mm-hmm. And it would be like this whole, like, thing about getting the Coke was part of his whole routine. It was so weird. Wait, Aliki, are, are you in the book Scar Tissue? Um, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Not. I just, I'm looking at it at my, at my, on no. my book stand. And yeah, all his stories are about going to get drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was with him on so many times, like, there, because, because I, because I was single, he would hide out at my house, and, like, I was a girl, so it was like, I'm not gonna get aggro at him if he gets crazy right. and stuff, and he, and he was, he would just, like, stay at my house for days on end, binging, and, like, I would just go about my life, and I'd be like, oh, it's cool, Anthony's here, you know, it was like... But you're, pro- like- you're probably in it in spirit as, like, just a composite, because yeah, yeah. right. I'm sure. sure it's, like, the, in these m- memoirs, it's, like, composite characters, it's, yeah. like... Right. Yes, you know. to definitely, I'm in there. As a like he, so you're in scar tissue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're probably. I, I used. I told him where to get drugs, and like I would go get drugs with him, and I'd be out at clubs, and I'd see Anthony, and he'd be like, "Do you have a needle in your house?" And he'd like he could talk me out of anything I had, like anything I had that he could like he could weasel out of me, mm-hmm. and because um, he was Anthony, you know, so. It was it was crazy. You're you're, you're definitely in scar tissue because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of times where he's like, and then I went and stayed at my friend's house. Yeah, you're no, the friend. You're, you're the friend, <laughs> and, and it's actually interesting because whenever you, I refer to him, it's Anthony Kiedis. But to just hear him be called Anthony, it had never really like uh, stood out in my mind that his name is Anthony. Did, <laughs> yeah, did, you, right. did you call him Tony? Tony Kiedis. No. To, Tony oh, Kiedis. No, Tony Kiedis kind of sounds like someone being like, "We're going to see Tony Kiedis tonight," like uh, Tony Curtis, like. We're going to go see yeah, Tony Kiedis. Totally. Like Tony Kiedis is playing in Vegas. He's like the craziest driver I've ever ridden with in my life. Like, he would be in the Chili Peppers tour van, and he would, like, not sit at a red light. He'd go up on the sidewalk and, like, oh. cut, through a, cut through a gas station. And, like, he was insane, yeah. like, the way he drove. Nice. Well, we'll uh, have yeah, a lot more to talk about. Kiedis for you. All right. Well, thanks, Aliki. Thank you guys. Have yeah. A good rest of your day. Yeah, you yeah, too. You too. This is this is amazing. We'll, we'll, we'll put up tomorrow. Okay, wait. All right, thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.